Welcome to Season 2 of Lean Startup Company Podcast Series. I'm Heather McGough, co-founder of Lean Startup Company, where we share lean startup and modern management techniques to a growing community of entrepreneurs and corporate innovators. We produce webcasts, podcasts, original content, our annual Lean Startup Conference, and offer live and virtual training in the enterprise. Whether you're building a high-growth tech startup, a mobile app, a piece of hardware, working in a nonprofit, or a large bureaucratic organization, adopting Lean Startup methodology can help support continuous innovation and sustainable growth. Today's guest is Zach Neese, Managing Director at Techstars for the Boulder Program. He's also a member of the faculty at the University of Colorado at Boulder. His whole career has been dedicated to entrepreneurship at startups and inside large companies. He is using that experience, guided by his core value of learn, do, teach, learn, to help companies of all sizes successfully bring new products and services to market. At CU, he is an advisory board member for the Silicon Flatiron Center and an executive advisory board member for the College of Engineering and Applied Science. Before joining Techstars, Zach was chief technologist at Rally Software. Zach will be speaking at the Lean Startup Conference this November about how companies of all sizes have accelerated growth by applying lean startup thinking. Hey, Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Heather. It's great to be here with you today. Let's start out by having you tell me a bit about your work at Techstars and how you came across the Lean Startup. Sure. I'll kind of give you an overview of Techstars in general and then some of the work I do within Techstars. So at Techstars, we believe entrepreneurs should be able to bring new technologies to market from wherever they choose to live. And we do this several different ways. And we do it mainly by supporting the world's most promising entrepreneurs throughout their entire lifelong journey. And so that's from inspiration to IPO. And that's with an ecosystem of dozens of mentor-driven accelerators like the one I'm part of, uh, as well as thousands of community programs. And we really have programs for every step of the entrepreneurial journey, from startup programs like Startup Digest, Startup Week, Startup Weekend, and Startup Next, to later stages in that entrepreneurial journey, including our accelerator programs and our venture capital fund. And I'm managing director of our Boulder Accelerator Program, uh, where each year we invite around 10 companies to join us for an intensive three-month program uh, where they receive up to 120000 in funding from us, and we surround them with amazing mentors that really help accelerate their business. They also become part of a support network that includes more than 15,000 founders, uh, mentors, investors, corporate partners, community leaders. Really our goal is to help the companies make two years of progress in three months. And my background on how I came to the Lean Startup is I've been practicing and teaching Agile uh, since 2000 uh, when I read uh, Kent Beck's white book and really had a realization about how software could be built. Then a few years later, I, I read um, uh, Steve Blank's Four Steps to the Epiphany and realized, wow, there's some amazing techniques here, not just to, to, to build the software well, but actually build something that customers want. Uh, in 2009, Eric came out to Colorado and I met him for the first time. And then I've really been part of the lean startup community ever since then. So how did you connect lean startup thinking to the Techstars Accelerator program? If you think about the, the context of what we're trying to do, we're really trying to 
surround these companies with great people and really put kind of like you know booster rockets onto their business and accelerate them. And I thought, you know, lean startup is great techniques to do that. Bring some more of the science and blend that in with the art of entrepreneurship. And I think there's also a lot from just lean thinking in general um, that can be brought into accelerator programs and, and lean startup practices in general. So what we did was when we brought the companies in, um, we had them go through and describe their, one of the first things we did is they described their core purpose, their core values, the vision for the company, kind of this aspirational place they want to go. And we did that for, for two key reasons. One is create a, you know, beginning to create that cohesive culture within the company. And then I really believe knowing those things are essential to keeping, you know, as Eric talks about that one foot firmly planted during a pivot. And often, you know, when the companies come in, uh, they're a little bit young in their journey sometimes. And there's, there's a lot of opportunity to pivot once they get surrounded with people who've, who've done this before. Uh, the next thing we did is we had them articulate their business on a lean canvas or the business model canvas. It was kind of up to, their, uh, up to them to pick which one they wanted to use. Uh, we brought in uh, some people from Stanford's design school and we taught them some design thinking to help them really understand their customer journey. And then we went through this really disciplined process of enumerating all the guesses, risks, unknowns, dependencies in their business. All of those kind of gotchas, hypotheses, all the stuff they really didn't fully understand. And we ranked those by impact and level of uncertainty. And then for the things that had a high level of uncertainty, we taught them the process of how to run experiments and make sure you have a hypothesis and collecting data in the right way. And, um, you know, really setting yourself up to learn. And then we brought some of the lean thinking strategy techniques in and helped them set mid-range strategy. And in our case, because things are changing so fast, mid-range was one month. And then we also helped them, helped them really stay um, focused on one to two key priorities, or we used objectives and key results as a way to express that. And then we zoomed them even further and uh, really taught how to set weekly goals centered around learning, basically taking the risk, taking the uncertainty out of the highest impact things in front of them. All this then kind of culminated down into work, be it work operating the business or work running experiments. And we use Kanban boards to visualize and manage all that work. And then also, you know, retrospectives are, sh are so important to share learnings and continually refine the process. So that's kind of the, the whole top to bottom of kind of the, the process that we uh, in, you know, put in front of them as they were going through the program uh, this summer. I was looking at Techstars' website um, recently and you know, of all the companies, I wanna say it said about 10% or so had been acquired, um, about 80% are active and only about 10% of them had failed, which is uh, an incredible number. What kinds of companies are in the Techstars Accelerator program? Yeah, so we've, we've had um, 615 companies go through Techstars so far. Uh, after going through Techstars, they've raised about $2 billion in funding. And then, yeah, you're right. It's, it's about 90% of those companies that go through the program, the accelerator part of Techstars, are still active or had, uh, had been acquired. And if you look at the, you know, the numbers are kind of hard to get to, but that's basically flipped from, from the average. You know, the typical kind of quoted rate is about 90% typical failure. So, yeah, we're really able to kind of flip that around and go from 90% uh, likelihood of not working out to 90% still active. And as we think about the companies that go through the programs, 
There's kind of two different ways that we, we look at that. Uh, so there's city accelerator programs like Boulder, where we have a real wide diversity in the companies that come in. We've had SaaS companies, consumer, hardware, platforms, API companies, infrastructure. What we really look for is that there's some way for technology to drive a disruption in their marketplace. Uh, even in this last program, we had um, uh, you know, a company that was really actively disrupting the real estate marketplace, but using technology to do that. And then we also have vertical programs that are aligned around much more specific themes, like our mobility program, which is addressing the movement of people's goods and services. And then we also have like the Barclays Accelerator that's powered by Techstars, uh, which really focuses on uh, financial technology. Zach, can you talk a bit about how an accelerator program helps entrepreneurs? You know, why would a company uh, choose to join a program versus go it alone? Yeah, our goal, like I said before, is really to help these companies make two years worth of progress in the three months that they spend with us. And, you know, I've been an entrepreneur most of my career, and, and it, it can be just brutally difficult. And one of the key elements of, of success or increasing the level of success is to really surround yourself with high quality mentors who've been there and done that uh, that you can learn from. Now it's true that not you can't learn everything from it because every business has its own unique kind of unknowns, uncertainties and risks, um, but there's a lot that, that seasoned mentors can really help with. Um, so surrounding with mentors is key. And there's also a, a piece of accountability as well as just the network of support. We talked a little bit of the curriculum uh, that we've done here in Boulder, which blends, uh, kind of like to call it the art and science of entrepreneurship. And then there's nothing like having access to 15,000 founders, mentors, investors, and partners and community people. So all that combined together in this uh, you know, context of going through this program with around 10 other companies that, that really enables um, some pretty magical things to happen. So there are, you know, accelerator programs um, all over the world and they mm -hmm. accept people at different stages. You know, at what stage are entrepreneurs when they enter the tech stars? Yeah, so if, if we think of kind of the idea to IPO entrepreneurial journey, they're, they're clearly in between that. Um, so it's got to be a, a, a company that's going, it's got to have, uh, we generally look for two or more founders because of the intense pressure of the, uh, that we place, you know, the acceleration forces that the, the companies face. Uh, it's really hard to do that as a single founder. So generally we look for companies that have two or more founders. Uh, you know, this last Boulder program, we had two companies that were just getting started. Uh, and then kind of on the other end of that, we had a 30 person company that was rapidly growing. Uh, so it's kind of in that, that range of have an idea, have dedication, understand you know, generally where you wanna go. That's sort of the base level. And then, you know, a lot of people think accelerators are just for kind of those seed stage ideas or just getting going. Uh, but we've had many companies go through that, that have a substantial position in the marketplace, are growing fast and want to just, you know, crank the knobs even harder and grow even faster. What are some of the challenges you see them running into in the program? Well, it's a lot. You know, we, we, we focus a lot of, of growth, learning, activity all into those three months. Uh, so it's pretty intense. Like I said, it's, it's imagine putting uh, booster rockets onto your business and lighting them up. 
And, and that's really why, you know, here in, in this last program, we really focused on using lean to set goals, to visualize the work, to kind of bring a little bit of cadence and systems around what can be a potentially pretty chaotic environment. So the, the lean work management techniques, you know, Kanban work visualization, really help dampen a lot of that noise and help you really focus on what, what matters. And then using the lean startup techniques to systematically turn all the guesses that are inherent in businesses at this level into evidence about what's going to work in the marketplace and what's not. And both of those also are really powerful tools when working with mentors, advisors, other people, because instead of it all being in your head and needing to sync up with meetings, there's a lot of a visualization of what's going on. A mentor can come in and see exactly what your goals for the week are. Uh, you know, what are your objectives? What are the key results you're driving toward? Uh, what work are you working on? What are your top things you have to get right? And then, you know, what's your current understanding of your business in a, in a lean canvas, canvas or a business model canvas? And then, you know, when you think about impact and uncertainty, what are all the bugaboos in your business that uh, you need to systematically work at turning into evidence? Those are all very powerful in, in really taking this experience, the intensity of the experience, and aiming all that intensity into a specific uh, direction towards success. Because I was in an, an accelerator to remain nameless, and <laughs> it was kind of like a reality TV show meets like a fraternity meets Shark Tank. And a lot yep. of people walked away crying. <laughs> now, how do you know when an idea isn't going to work? And do you advise entrepreneurs to take a different direction or, or let them make that decision? And how, how do you advise that? You know, one of the core values at, at Techstars is entrepreneur first. And anytime we approach an entrepreneur, anytime we approach any of this, is it's really from the place that what's, what's best for the entrepreneur? What, what's you know, what's going to drive and end up being the best thing for them? And, you know, you think about alignment and, and helping to drive that. At Techstars, when, when we invest in the company uh, when, with the accelerator program, we take common stock. So it, it, even at a cap table financial level, aligns us very tightly with the entrepreneurs. And we have a whole mentor man, uh, manifesto, so I encourage you to, to you know, if you want to Google more about that and see all of the kind of guiding heuristics around how we interact with entrepreneurs. Um, Brad Feld's done a, a number of great blog posts on that. Uh, it's also on the Techstar site. And you can kind of see the ethos of, of how we approach it. But for us, when we give advice, primarily what's in my mind is it's coming from a, a place of love for the company and for the entrepreneurs. We believe a lot in intellectual honesty and you'll hear us say this a lot, is it's your company. You know, we'll shine light on things, we'll hold, hold mirrors up. Again, the lean startup techniques of kind of the disciplined exploration of running effective experiments. What we really try to do with those techniques is you're turning kind of this fog into evidence, into data as much as possible. And granted, there's still an art to it as well as the science of running effect, effective experiments. And so what we're really trying to do is blend our experience and the mentor's experience on sort of the artful side of it, and then bring the science of, of effectively de-risking and taking uncertainty out of the business, and you know use that as a way to, to confront the brutal reality sometimes of what's, what's going on. There was no hard advice that made anybody cry during program. <laughs> so when you take some of the, the unnecessary drama out of a, a situation that can be packed with drama and really focus in on 
the human beings, what they're going through and the state of their business and in a trusting way reveal that, I think powerful things can come out. And, and we tend to do it, you know, my style is to tend to ask questions, to tend to never just jump into a decision for the entrepreneur. Because if I make all their decisions when they're out of the program, then they're in no better place when they leave. And our goal is, again, to get them, uh, you know, metaphorically two years further than they would have uh, had they not come into the program. And the only way to then carry that velocity out of the program is to teach them a lot of ways to think about things rather than you get into a place where you're just, you know, making all the decisions for them. Yeah. Well, I, I should say that I did really enjoy and learn from the experience. And, you know, if I thought maybe I was badass going into it, I wasn't. But then I knew I was badass when I got through it. So Absolutely. You know, that, that, that's the, the, the powerful thing is I, I had an entrepreneur come up to me three about three weeks after our demo day. And, and she had done a keynote presentation from a pretty big audience. And I went up and talked to her afterward. And she was like, oh, that was nothing compared to demo day with 1,300 people in the audience. Yeah, it, it helps take you to a whole, whole different place sometimes. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Can you tell me, you know, what can large enterprise organizations learn from accelerators? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot you can learn. And, and in fact, you know, when I listed the, some of our vertical programs, we're do, actually doing that in conjunction with large organizations. But, you know, there's a lot to be learned around using modern startup techniques like Lean Startup to help find product market fit. Some of these, a lot of these techniques you have to bend a little bit into large organizations, and I can cover that here in a little bit if you like. You're taking kind of a portfolio approach to understanding emerging markets. So the, the hard thing for large organizations is to a great extent, their marketplace is formed around them and is sort of they're sort of locked into this place where they're moving the market and the market is is responding to them. And when it's an emerging market, those dynamics are all very different. So the, the larger companies um, don't have the same influence on an emerging market because there's lots of players and sort of uh, the market hasn't found its place in relation to all the companies. And taking that portfolio approach can really help you put um, kind of, I kind of describe it like putting buoy sensors in the water. So you can see, oh, hey, there's a wave emerging over here. Let's go pay attention to that. Because large companies tend to fall into a trap sometime of uh, planning their way to success because when you are in an environment of, of lower uncertainty and the market is formed around you, your plans actually can, um, you know, are perfectly reasonable and, and can have the expected results in the marketplace. When you're in a market that isn't that way and you don't have that anchor tenant position in it, being able to sense what's going on in the market and rapidly respond to it can be really powerful. Another way to do that is to leverage mentors in that acceleration process and, and advisors and outsiders. Large companies tend to always look to within uh, for the answers and often, especially in emerging markets again, uh, looking outside the company is, is one of the most important things you can do. And then the power of the ecosystem I think is, is really important uh, because you're, you're able to leverage the knowledge, the intuition, the signals that are coming from just such a bigger footprint than even large companies can have because you tend to, you know, when you live in the forest, uh, it's a different view as you're looking out of the forest than it is for other people in, in a larger ecosystem. Looking back in at an emerging market and, and really having an honest conversation about where that large company fits in to, the, to this emerging marketplace. 
That then makes me wonder if there are techniques that large organizations can take from an accelerator program and then apply to their own organization. Yeah, I believe absolutely. In fact, all of the techniques we used here in the Boulder program have been, in my past, I've applied into large organizations when I was part of the CTO team at, at Rally Software. Now, they require minor modifications, and uh, sometimes you scale them a little bit differently. I had a lot of experience of helping large organizations bring new products and services to market, and it's actually a, a big part of the talk that uh, Rachel Weston Rall and I will be doing at the Lean Startup Conference is I'll be um, mainly wearing my accelerator managing director hat talking about what we did in program and Rachel will be wearing the hat of the work that we did uh, and that she's done in helping larger companies become more innovative. A big piece of it is I call it the metabolic rate of the company. If you think about startups, they're blessed with a super high metabolic rate, meaning from the time they sense they should do something or make a decision, the process of actually doing it, implementing it, getting it into the market, learning from it, and that whole feedback cycle, that cycle time is super short. Larger companies, that tends to be a lot longer. Uh, so one of the first things you know, for larger companies to think about is, how do you improve your metabolic rate? Kind of a powerful way to do that is to create an innovation sandbox around those innovation teams or create you know, separate groups that are doing more of kind of a, a portfolio approach into a marketplace where those, those groups can have that really high uh, metabolic rate. Once you have that metabolic rate, then it's, you know, like I mentioned before, startups are blessed often too with not being able to take a whole lot for granted. They can really have kind of fresh eyes into a marketplace rather than an, uh, what sometimes can be an entrenched view from a larger successful organization. And startups, while they're blessed with that kind of beginner's mind, they also don't have a whole lot of traction and nobody knows who they are. So there's this, startups are blessed with the ability to experiment in the marketplace and nobody knows who they are, so nobody cares. But they also have that same curse of nobody knows who they are. So it's really hard to get attention and traction. With larger companies, that's flipped a little bit. They've got a lot of traction. They've got a lot of attention. So they have to be a little bit more careful about how they experiment directly in a marketplace. Those are some of the, the techniques that get changed a little bit. When we were working with the companies within the accelerator program, typically they're working on one product, figuring out you know a single product, finding product market fit. Often in larger companies, that can be in the context of a whole portfolio of product lines. So there's a little bit more of analysis. You know, the, like the Lean Canvas can be great for startups, for large organizations. I find that the Business Model Canvas and the Value Proposition Designer tend to, to be a richer tools to use. But the underlying techniques are all very much the same. It's blending the art of entrepreneurship with the science of disciplined exploration and taking that to turn their risks, their unknowns, their uncertainties, and build evidence about the true nature of them uh, in the market. At the level that the companies come in at, at our level, they typically don't have boards of directors yet, but as they start to scale, there's really not a whole lot of difference between an innovation team within a large organization and how they interact with their board of directors and a scaling startup and how they interact uh, with their board of directors. So there's techniques of, of of both just lean thinking as well as lean startup, that as a company starts to scale, they have a board of directors. You know, how do you manage that multiple levels of kind of leadership and um, kind of the checks and balances that are inherent in that? 
very similar to how you would approach it in a larger company, assuming you set up the initial uh, conditions well. Well, Zach, we have time for about one more question. And I'd love to have you give us an example or two of some of the products that have come out of the Techstars program as a result of applying Lean Startup. I'll focus on a couple here that, that you know, I thought really did a good job more on the process side. They're both really early in their journey, so they're not companies that maybe tons of people know about, but I, I believe strongly that they'll know about them soon. One of them is Pana, which went through the 2014 Boulder program. They've changed their name as a company three times now, so that'll let you know sort of the level of, of pivots that they've done. Great entrepreneurial team and really embraced the process of understanding and articulating their current best theory about their business, being really brutally honest about all the things they don't know, the places they're guessing, all the risks, and really rapidly running experiments. The team at Pana was just great about running these really light MVPs to take the risk of product market fit and can they get attention in the marketplace. And they went from a business that was targeted at kind of event experiences within the, the college campuses to a travel site that's really applying uh, what they call conversational commerce to the travel space. You, know, you may look at that and go, wow, those are really big pivots, but they were very systematic about it. They were very quick about it. And I really think that they've, they're onto something that, that, that's really gonna be big. Uh, in 2015, through the Boulder program, we had a company, Mad Kudu, which did an early pivot at the beginning of the program where they were, you know, they're focusing on the uh, improving the conversion rates of SaaS softwares, the, tr the uh, free trial to paying customer process. They originally focused more on the churn side of it and quickly, when we surrounded them with mentors, really got them to articulate their business, made a pivot to the kind of that front end side of, of the conversion side. But they were just great about applying lean thinking, uh, you know, thinking about kind of what's the core purpose of the business, why are we here, what kind of culture do we want, and then applying the lean startup techniques of effectively running experiments. And they were just just awesome about using kind of the, setting the goals, making sure each week they picked the most important learning they needed to make, hitting their goals. I mean, they didn't, you know, as all companies do, they stretched a little bit, sometimes didn't always hit them, but they always made sure that they really learned from it. And I was talking to Sam, the CEO, uh, the other day, and he's actually now applied a lot of those lean techniques uh, at his, in his family. So they have a Kanban board, they have kind of a, a daily and weekly work board that they use. So it was one of those things where they, they really got into it, really understood the power of it. And now it's become kind of a, a key part of, of how they're choosing to run their family. Well, Zach, thank you so much for sharing how Techstars is helping companies practice lean startups. And we'll look forward to seeing you at our conference in a couple months. Awesome. Yeah, I really look forward to being there. It's, it's uh, the Lean Startup Conference is always, always the highlight of my year from a conference standpoint. I'm really looking forward to being part of it this year. Thanks to our guest, Zach Neese. I'm Heather McGough from Lean Startup Company. Our team looks forward to having you join us for upcoming podcasts and webcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lean Startup, register for our flagship Lean Startup Conference, or follow our blog. Visit leanstartup.co for more information.